you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys uh, Podcasting. I am PJ Impact. We got Cincinnati Steve and Simon Street with us. No Matt Michaels. No Matt Michaels. Oh. I don't know what we're going to do with Matt Michaels, guys. We'll have to see what we're going to do with him. What punishment he'll have to go through. I don't know. Are we going to spank the bottom of his feet again? <laughs> With bamboo sticks, right? And then that what we did last time with bamboo sticks. Yeah. yeah. And then we start playing a whole bunch of AEW videos with time to a chair and just have him watch continuous AEW until <laughs> he says he likes it. Then we stop. Right, right. No doubt, no doubt. Uh shout out. I see people jumping into the comments. Shout out to you all. Feel free to to jump in, join us. This is our three count. We got three good topics for you. You're watching us live, YouTube live, we are Twitch live, and Facebook. Please let your voices be heard. Thank you for hanging out with us. And if you're just downloaded the podcast, we appreciate you and thank you for doing that as well. All right, let's get right into our three counts. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. Count talk. Count talk, baby. All right, let's get right into our first count here. And this one is uh, Jeff Jarrett is excited for his new roles in AEW. Love the wrestling business more than he ever has. And that's from Fightful.com. All right, let's uh, take a look at this and see how it reads. It says that... On Wednesday, November 2nd, Jeff Jarrett arrived at All Elite Wrestling, smashing a guitar over the head of Darby Allin and letting him know that Sting had become his ultimate weakness. Later on that night, it was revealed that Jeff Jarrett is now the director of business development behind the camera for AEW. And once again, a new journey begins for the third generation wrestling personality. Now, speaking on the latest episode of his podcast, My World, the WWE Hall of Famer spoke about this excitement for the upcoming opportunities and detailed just how nervous he was before making his on-camera debut at AEW. Quote, in the, in the different little footnotes of Double J's career, I may be, and we've talked about this, I may be the last hire of VKM. That may or may not be true, but from the point to now, there was a lot of soul searching, a lot of thought processing, and I could tell you today, I don't know if I'm more excited about the behind-the-scenes work, the executive work, or the in-the-ring stuff. This is what Jeff Jarrett said. He also said this, quote, Karen texted me on Wednesday about 1, 1.30 and said, what are you doing? I said, 
I feel like I'm a 19-year-old rookie pacing around WMC TV studios. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about tonight. I'm thinking things through, and I want them to go right. So that's kind of one of the messages I want to throw out there, folks. I've been doing it a long time, but I was as nervous as I could be. When the lights were restored in the ring, it was a surreal moment. I had a little fresh coat of paint and a little red and black guitar. It was really cool. I got a good crack at old Darby, all the faces that I saw backstage. I mean, we can make that a whole podcast. I am super grateful. I'm excited. I'm really to dig in in all kinds of ways. Now, furthermore, an end quote on that. Furthermore, Jeff Jarrett says that his father, Jerry Jarrett, reached out to him. Jeff, after many decades in the industry, says he loves the business more than he ever has. And this is, quote, Jeff saying, I love it. I love the business more today than ever. I can honestly sit here and say this. I love it more today than I ever have. There are more, there are new horizons and new frontiers. Man, the rabbit AEW fan base is so vocal online and opinionated and everything that goes with it. I love that because you get a response. One where there's no gray area. So, you know, the analytics and measuring the YouTube and the interest in this and that kind of looking at the landscape, both domestically and internationally, a lot of fun. I'm pumped. I'm super pumped, end quote. So Jeff Jarrett uh, has had a wild 2020 at the start of the year, successfully defeated Effie inside the Hammer, Hammerstein Ballroom at the uh, World or WRLD on GCW. He also appeared for AAA and the National World Alliance before being rehired by WWE as the Senior Vice President of Live Events. And Jeff was relieved of that position in August of this year. In that same month, he also competed in Ric Flair's last match. So, um, yeah, um, that's that. Now, Sin City Steve, this was your article, man. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is excited. I mean, he's a part of AEW. You mentioned that in the wrestling talk. You think this is going to be a good move for him? So there, there are definitely two ways to look at this. Um, if he is going to be on the card, you know, week after week after week, stealing airtime from younger talent that need to get over, um, I'm not a fan of it. You know, yeah. if uh, if he's sitting there just running up and down the card, cracking guitars over people's heads every single episode of Dynamite, I got a problem with that. Um, <laughs> if they brought him in for his decades of knowledge in this business yeah. and his previous experience of booking buildings and logistics and getting everything squared away because that's what he did in WWE is he was, he was in charge of live event booking. Um, so the thing that stands out to me is AEW, they don't really do any shows that are not rampage or dynamite. So yeah is this somewhat tipping their hand that they might start doing house shows? Um, mm. it, it really could be very interesting to see what happens, especially because the execs at Warner brothers discovery love AEW. They've gone on record as saying that they love the product and mm. that they're trying to get more product. So yeah, I think that if he is mainly kept in a backstage role, this is a great move for, for AEW, for Tony Khan, for everybody involved. Um, but please don't take away airtime from, you know, some of the younger talents that are trying to get over just to get Jarrett's name and face in the spotlight. Please don't. Yeah. What's your take on this Simon street? When you see that Jeff Jarrett is back, 
in pro wrestling. What position is he going in for? He is what? An executive? Let me go back to uh, what this says here. It says it director myself. of business development. Yep, okay. director of business development. Director of business development. So, not to be an asshole, but that's a drug free, alcohol free position, correct? It's probably better to be optimized with that. And I ain't trying to be an asshole. I'm just being honest. At the end of the day, I echo the same sentiments as Sin City Steve. Jeff Jarrett knows his shit when it comes to uh, the stuff that he's good at. And, and that's making sure that stuff is set up properly, making sure that stuff is getting booked properly, uh, as what he did in WWE. And even um, from what I heard, too, his, his time with TNA, he did a good job. Without a doubt. The only reason why I bring up his past, and that's not to shame him, all right? He, he did in, I think, 2017, uh, was sent by WWE for rehab, right? I say that because one downside of AEW is, you know, they're trying to get a lot of things managed. Am I, am I correct with that, Sin City Steve? And, um, you know, they don't have the structure like that. And that's not to take away from Jeff Jarrett that he, as a man himself, ha has not done what he needed to do to take care of his stuff and make sure he's productive, right? But I'm saying that in a sense because that's a stressful job. And you're going to be doing more than just your job duty because one of the things that everybody is talking about with AEW is not so much the product. It's how the product's being run. So I could see to where this could be something that's going to not be as, as uh, maybe it's, let's put it this way. It's going to be a challenge for him a little bit because it's not going in working for WWE. It's not going in working for TNA and uh, Dixie Carter. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, so there's a lot more to this puzzle that you're going to have to put together. I, it sounds like in the article, he's looking at a whole bunch of things, right? And he's excited. That's great. Could AEW use a guy like that that has a lot of season? 100%. 100%. But again, AEW's had people before in a similar position, and where are they now? I always, always say sometimes you got to look at the people who left a company and ask yourself the question, A, why did they hire you? And B, what can you do differently? Not just in what to do, action, action, but how you react to it. How do you take in what they're doing? So, I mean, that, that's all I have to say about that. I hope that, uh, you know, Jared can, you know, uh, help in that direction yeah. and, and stabilize some things. But I don't know. I mean, AEW has a lot of work they need to do behind the scenes. Gotcha. All right. No doubt. Let's go right into our count two. Two. WWE interested in bringing back another ex-competitor. This is from uh, TJRWrestling.net. So let's see what... That has to say, and it reads this. It says that WWE is looking back to the future once again as they consider bringing in another former star to bolster the company's women division, says a new report. In 2021, WWE's roster was decimated through a series of cuts that saw dozens and dozens of stars released from their contracts, put down to budget cuts at the time. The cuts seized, and many have since been reversed Ever since Triple H took over the company, chief content officer following the retirement the retirement of Vince McMahon, Dakota Kai, Carrie Cross, Scarlett, Dexter Loomis, Hit Row, minus Swerve Strickland, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Braun Strowman, and most notably Bray Wyatt have all returned to the company after previously being released. Now, Fightful Select 
has now reported that there's another person on WWE's radar that they want to try to bring back into the fold. Mia Yim is reportedly wanted by the company despite them releasing her from her deal in November 2021. She was featured on the NXT brand and spit an ill-fated spell on Raw as Reckoning of the Retribution Group. Following her release from the company, Mia Yim returned to Impact Wrestling and competed in her first match for the promotion in over five years in May 2022. She finished up with them after Bound for Glory tapings, and that took place in early October. The report concludes that there's no start date for Mia Yim yet, but she's expected to be a part of WWE again very soon. All right. Simon Street, this is yours. Mia Yim is uh, supposed to come back. Uh, is this something you are uh, ready for, excited about, or maybe think uh, they should uh, rethink this? Well, I definitely think that, you know, if it is 100% substantiated and it does go all the way through, I've heard other murmurings in other, uh, you know, social media and articles saying some of the same thing. So there must be some truth to it. I will say this is very good for the landscape because right now, the one thing that I'm seeing is um, with the new regime, uh, a little bit more thoughtfulness in the women's division, uh, trying to find different ways to showcase talent, utilize people who they already know they have success with because they already know as far as NXT, you know, that whole development system is getting rich with a lot of females that eventually will get called up. Gets to Mia Yim. Mia Yim is somebody that, you know, if you look at her time at Impact Wrestling uh, or our TNA, pre pre uh, preferably, you know, she was a knockouts champion. You know, a lot of people don't realize that. Um, the stuff that she's been doing now on Impact is pretty, really, really good. Um, even before that, when she was in NXT, she did a really good job. You know, she was somebody that, that was always been known as a worker. You want someone like that in, you know, your women's division. Because as what WWE had had realized a little bit, um, you know, when, when when people decide to walk out and you don't already have a structure in your women's division and people want to take time off, get married and stuff like that, it, it can leave a hole, right? Mia Yim is a great way to fill that hole. And she also has some upside to be able to do a little bit more in the women's division. I, I think a lot of people don't realize that. People who, who watch the product of Impact probably know that. People who've known her or saw her when she was in TNA would know that or seen her on the indie scene know that now i'm gonna put something out here too y'all know who she married to yep, and you know uh you know don't be surprised it, even though we can't hi this is triple h i can't uh call aew and ask people to come over however um i can snag your girl and then eventually you'll probably want to work there too because back when you're on nxt we really loved you as our double North American and NXT champion. Uh, so just that's part of the plan. And so that's why I'm saying eventually, you know, uh, you know, the Bearcat himself, uh, you know, will come over. And I know you're shaking your head. I know you're shaking your head since he's seen. <laughs> but, you know, if Miriam come over, what AEW going to do? Because your boy don't do coke. <laughs> you can't keep him. <laughs> just saying. He already bought the feud with Swerve. <laughs> All right, well, let me jump right over to you. Uh, Sin City Steve, Mia Yim, and the talks looks like a possibility she's gonna make her return. You think this is a good decision, man? I think it's I think it's a great decision. Um, I I I never understood why 
you know, why she was released uh, last year. I, I never understood why she was never used properly mm -hmm. on WWE programming. Um, I, I, I think that it is definitely a smart move to get her back. Now, I believe that Keith Lee signed, I'm wanting to say a three or a four year deal with Ooh. AEW. So if that's the case, well, you know, we'll see Keith Lee in maybe four years. But no, what I was shaking my head and laughing about was the fact that you referenced him as the Bearcat himself. I, know. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. If he comes, if he were to come back to WWE and he's the Bearcat, what the fuck? <laughs> Just out of spite and put some gold on him. Because he, 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 spoke, he spoke about how he did not care for that gimmick. And, and that's putting it nicely. So, yeah. 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 Ultimately, I mean... You know, wow. I think that I think Mia Yim is an asset to any company that she's with. Um, I was a fan of hers when she was in Ring mm -hmm. of Honor uh, and mm -hmm. with the embassy way back in the day. Um, and yeah, dude, like it. I never understood why she didn't get a big a big role or big presentation with NXT. Um, that was something that really stood out to me. And I never understood why Tony Khan didn't go after her to you know, to be in his women's division that clearly she could step in and be better than half of the, the women's roster in AEW. Yeah. But whatever. She could wow. definitely beat the shot of Cargill. <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's move over into count three. three. Bow Wow gets rejected by <laughs> AEW wrestler. Now, uh, this is from hiphopdx.com. So let's read how that reads here. It says, Bow Wow's looking to make a pivot in his career in wrestling in AEW next year. While making his pitch for a professional wrestling contract, Bow Wow also engaged in a flirtatious back and forth on Twitter with AEW diva Jade Cargill. The like Mike star shifted his focus from feuding with the superstar Swerve Strickland to shooting his shot with Jay Cargo, who shut Bow Wow down and explained she already had a man. Quote, after my first win, I just want to take you out somewhere. At Jay Cargo, he confidently wrote to Twitter on Monday, October 31st. She responded with a shot at Bow Wow's bank account. Quote, you can't afford me, Bow. Thanks, but no thanks. Cargo went to explain that she wasn't kidding and stated that her checks couldn't match up with his. Quote, you a 90s baby, Jay. Bow Wow replied. I've been getting money before you could put your first sentence together. You find it all, but don't crash out love you, baby. End quote. <laughs> Cringy. Cringe. Uh, yep. Although she shut him down, Jay, the minute she bumped a ton of Bow Wow's music, growing up like millions of other fans. My man makes your bank look like little Bow Wow, baby. Don't come for me, she added. We have play dates with your money. It's all love, though. I brought your tapes when I was like seven, like everyone did. At the end of their playful exchange, Bow Wow respected her boundaries since she was married outside of her AEW character's existence and so, uh, saluted her curving him. Quote, you got me out of my eye 
when I shot my shot. I don't do that, but I'm going to respect the curve, he said. I know you locked down, so it hurts my heart. Oh. And then Bow Wow remains on the Millennial Tour for the rest of November, but don't be surprised to see him make an AEW appearance next year. You know, I'm going to tell you, I think um, Matt Michaels, because he's not here, and this is his article, I think he really just kind of wanted to throw a monkey wrench in this and uh, just because he thought this would be uh, just fun, just first off to have me just read this ridiculousness. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, okay, guys, Bow Wow gets rejected by Jade Cargo, which I, I'm pretty sure he had to know uh, was in a relationship. If he didn't yeah. know, then he's an idiot. I mean, why would why would he even waste his time trying? Or was this just playful? Was this just him? I don't know. I'm I'm confused. Let, let me go over to you, Sid City. What's your take on this? So I I think it was legit. Um, now Jade is either in a very serious relationship or engaged to former Major League Baseball player Brandon Phillips. Brandon Phillips. Yeah. So, um, so that was that was legit. Uh, Brandon Phillips made. Uh, quite a few uh quite a few dollars in uh during his time in the league and uh yeah he uh this this definitely was a fun article but at the yeah. same time yeah this was out there in public and quite <laughs> frankly more than anything you got to give bow wow props that he didn't go through and just delete the messages that, that he didn't delete the tweets because yeah it was it was kind of harsh but i mean it yeah. is what it is it's all public though Simon Street, is there just certain times you just shouldn't try to shoot your shot? Well, first and foremost, I got a little song by a dude back in the day. You probably know. Remember Positive K had that song? <laughs> what your man got to do with me? I got a man. I'm not trying to hit that. See, that's basically what Bow Wow probably was listening to when he was trying to spit his and shoot a shot at Jay Cargill. <laughs> Come on, man. Dude. Why you over there getting all in your feels, getting geeked up over the thirst trap, which is Miss J. Cargill? Keep <laughs> taking, bro. And at the end of the day, my brother, your uh, money game ain't that great. All right? Real talk. Real talk. Let Thomas Street tell you. Uh, well, look, Brandon Phillips you... back in, in 2017 had 14 mil USD. That's not bad, bro. That's not bad. And he's six foot, bro. You what? Dude, <laughs> he. Even with them high tops with a little bit, man, you 5'7", bro. That's why they still call you Lil Bow Wow. But you know the problem with Bow Wow is, and yeah, 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 I'm throwing shots. Come holler at your boy Simon Street. You know where you can find me. But real shot. Man, you always been second best, bro. Man, even when Jermaine Dupree put you on boat, everybody was bumping your shit because they wanted Chris Cross. But Jermaine Dupree couldn't bring back Chris Cross, so he brought Lil Bow Wow. You get what I'm saying? Bro. It took Omarion to put you on just to still be relevant. Damn. And as I said before, young bro, I appreciate your hustle and swag, but unless you be Chippendales and Thunder Down Under for middle-aged women, I don't know, say about 35 to 45 to probably 50-year-old women who probably bumped your music. Bro, stay away from the wrestling ring, man, because real shit, Bad Bunny, Logan Paul, motherfuckers putting in that twerk. So don't be coming in with that half step and shit because for real, now that's WWE. Even with AEW, your boy Jason Emile, he put in that work too. I don't think you can put in half the work. So instead of over here trying to shoot your shot at Jay Cargill, 
trying to get five seven to look like six foot. Why don't you show us what the fuck you got, bro? I'm tired of hearing this shit. He did this shit three fucking years ago, bro. Get you some business. Get you something. Hell, hit, hit, hey, throw me some money, bro. I'll get in the ring with your ass. How about that? Oh my lord. All right. <laughs> where's my where's my bell? Oh my lord. Get that up. Okay. Get That's what the bell gonna sound like after I choke the ass out in the ring. <laughs> It's gonna be more like uh <laughs> challenge has been issued. Challenge been issued. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my god. Well, if he wants to challenge, we could always call uh good old Joe from uh FSW and say, Hey, Look we got Joe. a ring. We got a ring. You know? There we go. No holds bar. So that <laughs> way, so that way we don't even footing, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't even footing, but hey, I'm just letting you know, bro. For a forty-one-year-old man, I, I'm I'm pretty scrappy as hell. So you better you, you better go in with some real shit. Oh man! All right, John. That was our three count. Fun stuff. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. We hope to have Mr. Um, Matt Michaels with us next week. We're getting close to the holidays, and as that comes about, we're um, you know we'll be kind of on and off. We'll still have some programming available. But uh, we'll be making some changes because it's just getting to that time. And so uh, we thank you for still rocking with us. And that's the most important thing, keeping us going. So shout out to all of you. Um, that's right. And uh, good old Sean, uh, John here reminding us that uh, Veterans Day is this Friday. So definitely have to shout out all. Uh, veterans, but we'll leave that to us, uh, Sin City Steve, because he he makes it official when it's his time. Let me go over to you, though, uh, Simon Street. What do you want to tell all the good folks out there? Well, you know, outside of all the jokes and Bow Wow get re-rejected, re, re um, you know, real talk, man, it, it's really important for us outside in this world to really, uh, really find different ways to be able to make our voices be heard. It, it, you know, the one thing I do love about this country is that we do have the ability to have freedom of speech, but freedom of speech is actually a responsibility, you know, and it's important to be able to, you know, maybe put a little thought in what platforms you choose to express that and understand that it's a two-way street. As quickly as you putting your stuff out there, as quickly it can come right back to you. So pretty much game recognized game. But outside of that, please make sure that you put your humanity first because the one great thing about this country and when I'm with Veterans Day on the horizon, it's the one thing I think about all of the men and women who do put their lives on the line for our country is literally, man, like, like us being able to be human beings, man, we under one flag. There ain't no need for that divide shit. Absolutely. Amen. And of course, this is, uh, this is being um, aired on Tuesday, which if you are listening to this in the U.S. of A., that means it's voting day. You better have voted. <laughs> yes. Because it's too late. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that's going to be going down when you hear this on Tuesday. So with that, Sin City, Steve, what do you want to tell the folks out there? Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We genuinely appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. And a very, very special shout out and thank you to all the brave men and women serving this country. As has already been mentioned, Veterans Day is Friday. Um, so 
Yeah, definitely. Thank a veteran for what they did for you, for me, for everyone. Um, and, you know, whether they're serving on lands, foreign or domestic, thank you. Genuinely, thank you for what you guys do and what you have done. Um, because it enables us to enjoy this type of life that, that we sometimes take for granted. So mm -hmm. without a doubt, thank you so much. And last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P sports.com. Go there for all, all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. Awesome. All right. Once again, we appreciate you. We'll see you back next week. We'll hope to do it all over again. Until then, have fun, enjoy life, and happy wrestling. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.